It's the Sleepers Podcast. It's post-Michigan, Michigan State, Game 2. Carter is taking a victory lap around the entire country, as you can see. He is in Florida. He is, I think, in celebration mode. His voice sounds raspy. I don't know what's going on with that, but Cart, I don't even want to ask how you're doing because I know how you're doing. You're doing great. What's up, dude? You know, I was told um, by many people out there that my team didn't have a chance to make in the tournament. I was told um, I was lied to, and I don't like liars. Uh, punch my ticket. Uh, I'm in that. Um, I'll see you there. Mm, the team in Maize and Blue doesn't want smoke. Whoa. Um, you know, I don't really know what else there is to say. Um if you can make sure you get Franz Wagner out of Aaron Henry's pocket. Cause you'll need him for the tournament. Uh, you know, Hunter Dickinson runs straight up. So you got to attack his legs. Uh, I mean, there's nothing really else I can say except, you know, big dub talk, big fire Jersey talk. I mean, look, I got palm trees in the background. Like that's not, this isn't a zoom background. I'm really living right now and my team is winning i'm living team winning listen if this is season one of the sleepers i don't think anyone could have foreseen the ups and downs that carter elliott has experienced this season i've gone through it all just to get to the and and you know finally michigan state starts winning so we can get a spartan dog on the pod so that's good news as well first of all congratulations i said there was no chance michigan state was going to take one from michigan uh, maybe should have put an asterisk on that, that there was no chance that would happen if they stayed healthy. Eli Brooks goes down, entire game change. Michigan State did do some things that everyone's been waiting on them to do all season, though, the least of which was Rocket Watts and Joey Hauser shooting 12 for 19 on two-point field goal attempts. That hasn't happened ever. Josh Langford had his feet behind the line when he hits the dagger. That hasn't happened ever. And credit to him, Izzo had a good game plan. If you want to call it Mr. March, call it Mr. March. What I'll call it is Foster Lawyer went down, and this has been a totally different team ever since Tom has not been able to play Foster Lawyer 20 minutes over the rest of the options in that backcourt. Foster Lawyer, an elite staff member. Man. Hey, the the Clarkston minutes went down, and the Dubs are going up. It's in direct correlation. All I'm saying. I still I find it hard to understand, Cart. I really do. And like, to be honest, G, like I'm talking a lot of shit, but I still don't really understand it. Like what what really just happened. I mean, I that like, is we, what we happened. Illinois, we beat Illinois, you guys, and Ohio State, like all within a couple weeks. And I you know, that's coming off getting our ass whooped by Iowa at home by like 30. Like uh we were we were in shambles as a program. Ten and nine, I believe we were um overall like it was bad and third to last in the big 10 and now somehow we're here it's i may or may not have made custom print t-shirts that said is over about three weeks ago and i I remember you sending me those in text i thought that was just you messing around you actually if 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 they really missed the tournament you were gonna get one at your doorstep along with like three other guys so that would have been that would have been the end of sleepers podcast Well, it saved me uh, about a hundred bucks and shipping costs, and it saved your team a twenty-three year long tournament streak. So, congratulations! 
Uh, it looks like you guys may be sneaking up into eight, nine seed territory, maybe into Gonzaga Baylor second round matchup territory. So look forward to that. And uh, over here on the one seed line, we've got some explaining to do. We got to find ourselves in the next week or so. Yeah. I mean, y'all uh, first, first and foremost, hope Eli Brooks heals up. That's like shitty to see. Never want to see that. Uh, and that's a, a starter on a top three team, a starter that plays 35 minutes getting lost. Like that's big. You don't just replace that. Um, I don't know if you guys have someone to replace that, to be honest. Uh, yep. It might take some other guys stepping up um, more, maybe some other guys doing more, but that's a huge loss for Michigan. And that's definitely going to affect them moving forward if he's not able to go. And I don't want to speculate, but by the looks of that ankle injury, it looked really bad. So even if he does come back, you know, it could be a situation where he's not at hundred percent. Yeah, I'll speculate. I don't think there's any way he plays in the Big Ten tournament, and I will be very surprised if he plays at least the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. Looked bad. Jawan is telling people that he doesn't have an update. He hasn't talked to the trainer. What else are you doing today? Like, that's the very first thing you're doing. Damn, Jawan doesn't care about his players. Jawan cares about his players. Uh, He he cared about them when he was dancing with the Big Ten Conference to that break trophies but when it comes to ankle injuries you're just sitting in the training room by yourself not my coach listen he's pulling the tom Izzo playbook of lying to the press to probably try to protect eli brooks from the fact that he's gonna be out for the remainder of the season right now is my guess but like not even a good lie i don't know i don't know what to make of this the the simple story is like okay the starting shooting guard went down it was a one-point game and then this team is woefully ill-prepared to step up when they lose that guy. They already lost him for one game earlier this season. They lost to Minnesota by 24 at Minnesota. Like, that's I, – I mean, you could probably say they can't lose any starter, but, like, I don't know. The 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 backcourt depth on this team is non-existent, right? Like, the backup guard is Zeb Jackson, who is not a normal rotation hey, player. And you, and you want to know who that reflects? And this might be a reach, but this is on Jawan. What he built a he built a roster you you, that went healthy has need to prepare for things like this and give guys minutes at certain times of the year and he didn't do that he plays all his guys thirty five minutes doesn't give everyone else any chances really and then you get left you know with what you have now so I think it's a kind of a kind of a knock on him as a coach. Now nah, the counterpoint is that Zeb Jackson was given the opportunity to play minutes earlier this season he was just very bad. And what Jawan successfully did was eliminate the very bad players from his rotation. And that helps you avoid the tournament bubble when you do that, Carter. I know that's a oh, crazy does. concept. Uh, I, I, that not, I can't relate to that. Look, I, like you said, if Eli's healthy, I mean, at this point, I'm just hoping that happens so we get to see what this Michigan team would have looked like in March. I'm, I'm pretty doom and gloom today because if Eli's not healthy, I have a really hard time seeing this team make any sort of run beyond like maybe getting to a sweet 16. Um, I think the adjustment has to be some more aggressive shot hunting from Mike Smith mm. and certainly Franz Franz needs to be better than he was the majority of that game. Like you said, Aaron Henry had him stuffed in a locker for most of it, but I think like livers isn't a guy who can really create his own shots. He's the best off ball player in the country, in my opinion, but he, he's not going to be a high-usage on-ball guy. Franz, in a lot of ways, is better off-ball, too. He's better attacking off of closeouts that other guys create. So it's going to be tough. Mike Smith's got to shoulder a lot of the burden, but we'll see. And last thing I want to say, I, I have two vents that I want to do. Can I do two quick venting sessions? 
Yeah, go ahead. First vetting session. I want to talk to Michigan fans for a minute. I see a lot of Michigan fans talking about like, eh, well, Michigan didn't really have anything to play for in that game. Can we stop for a second? First of all, any game against Michigan State better be something to play for. Otherwise, why are we even doing this? Like, why do Michigan fans in football and basketball everywhere have to act like they don't care about their rivalries? It's the lamest shit. Like, I would much, much rather be the team that cares way more about our rivalry games and actually goes in and acts like it matters and whoops their ass for once. Like, this Michigan State team stinks, and our excuse is going to be, oh, well, we didn't really have anything to play for. We locked it up. Like, no. You go on the road and you keep Michigan State on the bubble and potentially ruin their tournament streak. And more importantly – just bragging rights of being 2-0 and matters in this rivalry. Like Tom Izzo being 1-1 when he has a way less talented team than Juwan Howard, that matters. So I'm just – I'm pissy. I'm pissy at Michigan fans right now who are trying to act like they're too cool for this shit. Like, no, we should be upset that Tom Izzo just out-motivated a horrible team into a victory against the number three team in the country. And rant. Mm. Uh, music to my sweet ears. <clears throat> would you like to move on to your second rant now? Yes, I would. Second rant. This is more of an apology than a, a rant, but it's going to go rant slash apology. I'm going to look you dead in the eyes right now. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see my eyeballs. I'm going to lean in here as well. I'm going to lean in. Illinois fans. Congratulations. Like I've, I've called you fake tough. I've said you guys are talking out your ass. You're not a legitimate threat. Why don't you win some games before you talk to me? That's what I've been at for two weeks. Now, it pisses me off, and it's annoying when I see Trent Frazier hanging a little sign that says Big Ten Champs when they're two games back in the loss column. But (sighs) Illinois fans should be able to call themselves Big Ten Champions if they want right now. That's my new take, Carter. Wow. Because, Because, one, Again, for the second time in a week, our excuse as Michigan in that game was, oh, well, we, we just weren't prepared. We weren't up to the level of intensity that Illinois was. You couldn't find it within yourselves to motivate yourselves to clinch a Big Ten title against the one team that wants to take it from you? And I then know. you come in and lay another egg two, two games later? Like, what is that? How does that happen? It's not that they just got outplayed. Like they quote unquote got out wanted it. That's what Isaiah liver said after the Michigan state game. That's what everyone said after the Illinois game. Like, how are we finding it that we can't get ourselves motivated right now? So Illinois, I'm sorry. I accept it. If you want to claim your co big 10 champs, you're not the big 10 champs, but you can be co big 10 champs. And I'm pretty frustrated because they have legitimate gripes. Michigan missed three games. If Michigan went two and one in those three games against Penn state, Northwestern and Indiana, then Illinois would be Big Ten champs. And who am I to look you in the eye right now and say it was a guarantee that Michigan would go 3-0 and in those games? So I'm sorry, Illinois. I hope we see you in the Big Ten title, in the Big Ten tournament title, and I hope Eli Brooks is healthy for that game. But you've earned the right to talk some shit, even though you've been talking shit when you didn't have the right for two weeks. Turns out you were right. No, and you know what, Greg? And I'm going to counter that point. No, because they were talking shit when they weren't supposed to be talking shit. So in my eyes, still some bitches, all right? You were talking shit before you should have been talking shit. 
and you lucked up and are able to somehow claim it now because you're co-big. You're not Big Ten champs. So, Trent, go ahead and take that little piece of note paper that you had and put a little co and a dash by that. You're not outright champs. You're still fake tough guys to me. I don't care. Still fake tough guys in my eyes. They almost lost, by the way, with Io back. I was kind of rooting for that narrative. You said what? They almost lost the game when Io came back over the weekend against Ohio yeah. State. I mean, they ended up winning, so moot point. But like, yeah, and, he clo- and he closed the game and hit the game winner. And he wore a Batman mask, and everyone thinks that's sweet. Yeah. Whatever. He didn't want to wear a bat. He didn't want to wear a Batman mask to play Michigan. I'm tired. Is where I'm at, Carter. I don't have much more in me, and that's not a good thing to be tired. I feel like I'm the physical embodiment of where this Michigan team is at right now, and that's not a good thing. What is March? Where's the energy? I know. But didn't I? Did I tell you my one fear earlier in the year, Cart? That oh, I believe it was that this Michigan team peaked too early. That for the second consecutive year, Jawan's teams are way better early in the season than they are at the end of it. Anti-Juwan in March? Not anti-Juwan. I'm just terrified. I'm terrified. I am absolutely terrified because if this guy loses in the round of 32 without Eli Brooks, the narratives are going to spin. And I don't want that for Juwan, but who am I to look you in the eye and say we couldn't win two out of three in a game where we played the ninth best team in the Big Ten twice? To clinch a conference title. like I just hope I'm able to get my whatever 16 seed gear in time for that game. Maybe it's like the Liberty Flames or something. But I need to make sure that T-shirt comes in time for that game. Oh, good Lord. All right. Well, we finally got a Spartan on the podcast. We did it. A good time to have him on the podcast. We've got Matt Costello, who's going to tell us everything we need to know about how Michigan State won this game against Michigan. We, of course, asked him for some Michigan State-Michigan rivalry intel. Uh, and then he gives us an update on what he's up to now, which is playing in the same league that Pau Gasol just signed with, by the way. So enjoy the interview. But first, a word from our sponsors. And before a word from our sponsors, Cart, do you have any words for the people? I feel like you should get the last, the last say on this episode. When it comes to March and it comes to the green and white and it comes to the cartel, do not count us out ever. Don't do it. You can do it. You can go be different if you want to be different, but just don't do it. Cause you'll end up just looking dumb. This is just what we, it's what we do. You know what I'm saying? Like we were 10 and nine, ah, da, da, all this talk. And I was like, eh, you know, maybe I was buying it a little bit, but at the end of the day, it's just what we do, man. We don't miss tourneys. You know what I'm saying? That's not, that's not us. That's, that's, we'll leave that to the dookies. We'll leave that to coach K. Hey, you're in prime position to make your second Sweet 16 in five years. Good luck. I thought I was getting the last word. You can still have the last word. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't even know who I. Can am. we collectively, before we move on, piss on Coach K's grave? Yeah. We're not making. A, yeah, like that's what y'all get. Like, <laughs> shut up. That's what you get. You bums. You crybabies. Enjoy the NIT. You're probably not going to play in it because you're soft. Go go enjoy the CBI. They're probably not going to play in that either. You bums. And all that talk, now. all that all that crying, all that Cameron crazies. Fuck out of here, losers. Kentucky bums. too. Huh? Kentucky too. Yeah, like this, this this is the this is not the year we're rewarding crybabies. All right. Take that shit somewhere else. I'm with it. All right. Let's, let's get to the interview though. 
All right, we're going to Matt Costello. And last thing, really the last thing this time before we do, we're going to have multiple episodes this week. We might be doing multiple episodes every week for the rest of this week or the rest of the year through the end of the tournament if we can. Uh, I'm just going to hype it. We, we're going to have Loyola assistant coach Drew Valentine on with us. That episode should drop hopefully Thursday. Mm. Uh, Loyola, who just won their conference the Arch Madness Tournament, one of the best conference tournaments in college basketball. They've secured the automatic bid, not that they needed to, because they're a top 10 team on Ken Palm. Everybody's favorite Cinderella. We're going to get all the details on this Loyola team from Drew Valentine himself. So stay tuned for that. That's dropping later this week. Uh, and please like and subscribe. Everything Sleepers related. We've got our contest with 19-9 week three conference tournaments. Pick the winners to 10 different conference tournaments. You get the most right. You win a $50 gift card to 19.9. That is ongoing. You can find all that on the Sleepers Twitter page. And please smash that subscribe button. Since the last time we asked people to subscribe to us, we're up damn near 50, 60 subscribers, Cart. Yeah, I'm also mad that you just said smash that subscribe button like you're a, like you're a, a YouTube influencer. <laughs> smash what that like I, what am i supposed to say i don't i don't know not smash okay you you tell the people what to do to the subscribe button look down below hit that subscribe button you don't want to miss out on sleepers media content i feel like like we've just become what we don't want to become there's birds chirping in the background right now I don't know what that is, but like, I'm not, like if I was inside, like it would be so much stuff going on. There's like three dogs in there. Like, can you give the people a quick tour? I mean, just like got a little pool area over there, hot tub back there. It's my my parents just got this because they said they're sick of living in Michigan during the winter. So I just came down. I came down to visit. Wow, thank you for that. Yeah. Gee, you'll be here soon. You'll come visit. The week of cart. Enjoy it while you can. Soak it up. We here? And don't hit that subscribe button. Whatever you do, don't touch it. Hit it. Just don't smash it. All right. To the interview with Matt Costello. Today's episode of the Sleepers Podcast is brought to you by the Locker Room app. Carter, you're far away from me right now. You're in Florida. And you and I are still able to connect via the locker room app. Isn't that right? As you can see, I'm in the beautiful, beautiful weather of Florida right now. But this morning, I was able to hop on a locker room. Actually, yesterday, I was able to hop on a locker room and talk with Andre Iguodala and Ian Clark and some other former NBA players. And that's all what the locker room app is about. They have former hoopers on there, sports personalities, normal fans like me and you, podcasters, everything on this app is free to download. All you got to do is head over to the app store, type in locker room, download it. You're able to you know, speak with other fans about different topics uh, and also speak about, I mean, there's some culture topics on there as well. There's some Drake rooms that I've been a part of, Bachelor rooms that I've been a part of, Matt James, mm, Cornball. But, you know, it's a dope app. It's free. Uh, and the sleepers are on there every Tuesday at five o'clock Eastern time. Uh, sometimes subject to change because we got G leading the program. But we are on there every week hosting our Sleepers College Basketball Show, uh, talking college hoops every single week. So uh, it's a free app. Go download that. Can we put out a quick calling to all your Spartan fans? Because I don't know if you've seen this, but Locker has been doing the, the rankings of fandoms lately. And there's a lot of Michigan fans who have been on the app 
Air Rice just wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. We might have to go back because I think Michigan State was up there in the last week one. Oh yeah? Oh yeah. Okay. Me and me and DK holding it down. Shout out DK. Well, if you want to get on the locker room app, as Carter mentioned, you can download that in the app store. There's even a new desktop version that I believe just rolled out. Uh, but you can find us there once a week, as Carter mentioned, talking all things hoops. You'll find other things that you like if you're not a hoops fan. But if you're listening to us, you're probably a hoops fan. And if you're a Michigan State fan, we would love to see you on the locker room app. DK from Spartan Hoops has been doing a bunch of pregame, postgame content on the app where you can engage with him live, ask him questions, he'll give you answers. So while you're amping up for March, while you're getting ready for Mr. March to lead you to the tournament pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, Join us on the locker room app so we can talk hoops together. And with that, to an interview with Spartan great, Spartan dog, Matt Costello. All right, it's the Sleepers podcast. It's the day of reckoning for myself in multiple ways. As you can see, Carter is uh, in paradise he gets one big rivalry win and the kid skates to Florida. So we'll let him talk about that. But more importantly, we finally got a Spartan guest. If you've listened to the show, you've heard about our troubles getting a Spartan guest on the past couple of weeks. And what better time than now as we turn the page into March and Michigan State is beating Michigan to bring a guest like Matt Costello on the show. So we've got Matt Costello. Matt, how's it going? Going, going well. Going very well after last night. Yes, sir. <laughs> I believe it. So let's just start right there. So how much of the game were you able to watch? Obviously you're in Spain. That probably throws off your viewing schedule of Michigan state. Probably not your biggest priority. Were you able to catch any of the game? I was, I was very lucky that uh, it was an earlier game. I think it was like seven, maybe. No, it was like maybe five o'clock. So for me, it was like midnight, 10 o'clock midnight that it went to. So I was able to watch the whole thing. Um, I didn't see the first game, thankfully, because it was too late. So my baby, I need to, I need to go to bed with my baby. So, but the second game, I stayed up for that whole thing. It was wonderful. Yeah, the, yeah, the first game, it was nothing to watch anyway. We're, we ain't got to worry about that. So some, some could say you're the good luck charm then when it comes to the rivalry games. But I guess let's just start with uh, I think what the biggest story of the game from my side was. We got some breakout performances from guys that we've sort of been waiting for breakout performances from this year. Rocket Watts being one of them. Joey Hauser coming off the bench. Uh, I mean, he looked as aggressive as he's been all season getting to the hole. Josh Langford hits the huge dagger shot in his second senior day, maybe second of three potentially from the comments I've heard this week. Um, but so where, I mean, what's the story of yesterday's game? Why do you think they were able to just string some of these things that fans have been waiting on all season and get them to come together in the biggest moment against Michigan? Well, I think it started defensively, to be honest with you. Um, the physicality that they played with, uh, especially with Dickinson, just to make them uncomfortable. I mean, you saw everybody who got it, uh, who guarded him, even when if it, if it was like Josh or Aaron, they hit him at the three point line and they, they made him work for every inch that he got. And he didn't like it very much. I mean, he's got, he's a huge guy with great touch. who's very physical, but I don't think he's used to getting like his legs taken from him. And when your legs are taken from you as a big, it's tough to recover. And then Brooks going down. I mean, that, that killed you guys. He, he, um, he just makes things flow for Michigan uh, pretty well. 
And so um, him getting hurt early, I hope I hope he's good to go for the tournament uh, to make a good run. Um, but that 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 definitely hurt you guys. And then offensively, um, we hit shots and we haven't hit shots all year. Uh, Rocky hit a bunch, um, and they're all t- they're all tough shots. Aaron's Rockets, Joey's. Um, but I mean, they went in, so we'll take it. Yeah, I mean, and I mean that that was probably the best we've seen Rocket play. I think since that Duke game, honestly. Uh, I mean, he yeah. was doing it all. He was hitting his shots. He was shooting it confidently. Um, it didn't look like he was hesitating at all, and he was just out there, just kind of playing and being himself. And it was it was very good to see. And also, I think a big defensive point as well is I think Aaron Henry and Malik Hall did a great job on Franz as well. I think there was a mm-hmm. lot less mistakes, especially going under screens and giving him, you know, who is a 6'10", 40% three-point shooter, like going under screens, that's not the best kind of tactic I would come into a game with. So I think we did a great job of being more physical with him as well. So it was a, it was a very well-executed game. And then, like Greg said, you know, we had guys stepping up and hitting shots that kind of haven't really been falling up until this point this year. So it was a – it was, you know, it was good stuff for us. So if we keep this up going into the tournament, you know, there's a lot of teams that aren't going to want to play us for sure. So I want to talk about the, the mindset of being a big man under Tom Izzo and developing and progressing as your career goes, because the story with Michigan state that Michigan fans have enjoyed to no end has been, he's got four centers, but he's really got zero centers and he's just cycling through them. Um, and then uh, to your point, they came out and just totally took Dickinson out of the game with a physicality that I don't know if everyone has seen consistently this year. Obviously, Julius Marble's a physical guy. Marcus Bingham is showing signs of being a potentially elite defender and a rim protector. Um, Maddie Sissoko has been huge. I mean, down the stretch, even to just come in and play physical like you saw in the Illinois game, people will make what they want of the the injury to Io DeSumo. I'm glad he's doing well now. But uh, to your point, like the physicality is a staple of the Izzo program, specifically when it comes to protecting the paint. So uh, for you, was that a surprise to see that happen in this game? Or is that something you just know is a staple of the program and you've had belief in those guys all season long? He did not have a lot of faith. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I've been I, like everybody. We've, we've been kind of getting pushed around as far as uh, on the boards or um, defensively. I mean, you think about the Indiana game, and I, I, I forget the their big man there. But um, he just pushed us around. He still had 26 and 15 boards, whatever it was. Jackson Davis. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's it's it was kind of frustrating watching it. I mean, I was – Checking some of the guys like what's going on <laughs> like uh like come on and i understand that like the uh, guys have different motivations but i mean it starts with michigan state you start down low and you start physical so um it was nice i mean I, it was a rivalry game we needed to win that one to make the i mean we're pretty much locked to get in the tournament now but um i think everybody came into into it with that that mentality and hopefully it can it carries on but like you said we have four centers so we have the luxury of being extremely physical and fouling out for five minutes. I mean, you know, we, we have enough guys to fill that spot. So hopefully they stay with that physicality. They got five, got to use them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so by, by the end of your career and Matt, you went to Michigan state similar years that I was in college. So I, I remember specific moments, specific games, the, the tongue out at Chrysler is like an iconic Matt Costello moment that I'm sure you've been asked about a ton, 
But I think the story of your career from a fan's perspective to me is like a guy who was a very solid recruit coming in. People were excited about, but not necessarily expecting to be like, you know, the five-star McDonald's All-American type. But then by the end of your career, you're this fan favorite, heart of the team, like carrying the motor of that group. Um, and you earned that and you progressed tremendously. How does, how do you think that applies this year with guys like a rocket Watts, for example, where he's certainly been on both sides of the coin of like total excitement from the fan base. And then when things aren't going well, he's probably feeling some heat publicly. Is that a tough thing to, to deal with and something you ever dealt with in your career? Uh, I can't say I dealt with it too much. I, there was not a lot of pressure we, I, on me specifically. I think on the team, we had some moments where there was a lot of pressure, but I, like you said, people were happy that I was there, but they didn't always expect a whole bunch. So whenever I produced anything, everybody was pretty happy with rocket. I kind of feel for him. Um, you know, especially with last year, he was able to just kind of come in and cash was running everything. So he could just be on the outside and, and make his plays when he needed to. There wasn't a lot of pressure this year everything was on him and um, it kind of came crashing down and, and people don't understand that. Like, yeah, while the public pressure may be a lot inside that gym coach is like mentally tries to challenge you. And um, I, you can see it get to the guys. You can see it get to him, Joey Hauser, where like there's a actual coaches pressure on you now. Like you don't even really notice the fans or anybody else talking. You just notice coach. And, um, if you learn how to deal with it, I think you turn it into Denzel Valentine, you know, like Zell was struggling his sophomore year because he was like, he, he played okay. But in the middle of the year, like coaches had him beat like mentally, like he was like second guessing everything. But I think, um, if, if you're able to come and persevere through that, I mean, it makes you a better man for it. Yeah. You hear that? You hear that, Greg? I want you. I want you to really process what was said. Is those tough on you, but you come through a better person on the other side. Because sometimes I think you you think he's just tough on people for no reason. Oh, that's not true. I I actually think like the there's that video of Aaron Henry with is from the tournament a couple of years ago yeah, that like, so overblown. It is overblown. It's totally overblown. Like I've I've seen up close and personal the the positive effects of coach Izzo and his style of development and relationships with guys. And it's something, I mean, as a Michigan fan, when John Beeline was there, I was very jealous of quite frankly, because Beeline never develops a relationship with his type of players. And we've talked with guys on this very show about that whole thing. And I think that's one of the best parts, the coolest parts of the Michigan state program from the outside looking in. Um, and I think you saw that moment, like there's that picture going viral now of rocket hugging and embracing Tom yesterday in the middle of that win. And what a cool moment for him too. his mom sees him play for the first time. And I mean, for him to put it all together at that stage was, was pretty special, honestly. Yeah, and we needed it. God, we needed it. Like it all, oh it really all, it all came down to yesterday and like, oh man, like if, and not to think like negatively, but if we had lost that game yesterday, like it would have been like a damn near shit storm today because it would have been all bad for us. Yeah. We'd had to make a decent run in the big 10 tournament. We had to make a real oh. decent run. I mean, actually Greg, aren't, aren't we going to, well, if we get past Maryland, when we end up playing Michigan again. Yeah. So if you win the first game, you've got Michigan on, what would that be Thursday? Thursday, which 
man, it, especially it's looking like Eli Brooks is out for that game. I am not going to lie. I do not want to see a rematch at this point. That I sucks. Can't... That's, dude, that sucks so much. Injuries are so like, even like from a team that's like, I'm not a Michigan fan. Obviously I'm a Michigan state fan. Like injuries suck. You don't want to play teams that are injured. You don't want teams to be injured coming March. Like, especially after having a year that Michigan has for them to lose him. Like that's trash. And aren't they Owen one without him this year, technically? Oh, and two now. Yeah. They lost the Minnesota game yeah. and looked totally broken without yeah. him. It's Eli's not good. I mean, that's factor. well, yeah. You talk about like a guy who's indispensable without filling up the stat sheet. Like that's what Eli Brooks does. Matt, you said it like he just makes them flow and the, the pace of their offense, the rhythm of it looked totally off. And I think Franz figured some things out down the stretch where he was able to penetrate and get things going off, off the bounce, but it took him way too long to figure that out. And Honestly, I mean, this Michigan team, like if there's a weakness of anything, it's it's probably their backcourt depth. Like Mike Smith's a guy who's got to play 35 minutes. Eli's been playing 35 minutes for three years now. And in the front court, they got a bunch of guys who are potential pros, but they're guys that need to play off of guards that are creating off the dribble. And that's going to be difficult because Shondi Brown's really the one guy they can rely on to come in. But he doesn't want to do it off the bounce like that. So we'll see how things turn for this Michigan team. I'm not getting my hopes up if Brooks is going to be out for any sort of tournament run. Uh, and like I said, as much as I would love to to write the ship, quote unquote, for Michigan to come away with a victory in the series this year, I'm pretty terrified of a third game against Michigan State because I, I couldn't deal with the 0-3 year a couple of years ago when they just punked up. But now we're going to deal with 1-2 and in a year where they're number three in the country. That's going to kill me. Yeah, I would love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'll say you <laughs> after this after this year, boy, that'd be nice. That's, well, that's what I'm saying. After all, after all the stuff we went through this year, like this is this is well deserved and well needed. Like I like we needed this. <laughs> so I I gotta ask Matt, the, the Mister March concept. Is there a true mystique to that? I don't know, because you know, like. I didn't feel like anything was different. I know coach, like he, he becomes, it's like groundhog day for him. Like he just, he doesn't sleep. He works all the time, all that stuff. I don't really like, maybe we're more prepared than other teams at, at that time where like, we're still trying to work on stuff where like people take the foot off the gas and maybe we keep going. Maybe that's it. I, I, I don't know why he wins in March. I truly don't. I just know we did like, uh, it doesn't make sense to me. There was not there was nothing different when he walked in the gym and that first day of March. There was no just kind of a little aura <laughs> around him, or you just felt a different energy in the gym or anything. He's just still still crazy. Like he just stays <laughs> crazy the whole year, and it's like I don't know. It just happens. You, you win, and it doesn't make sense. But I'll take it. There's a lot of people biting their words this year because I've been a skeptic of the quote unquote, Mr. March concept. Carter knows that very well. And then, I mean, just to look at what he did the last two weeks and what the team did, like three top five victories with how they've looked at times this season is one of the most impressive things from his career, in my opinion. So I, oh. I, I don't know how to, I don't know what to make of it other than I'm starting to buy it. Maybe there's some magic to this whole thing. No, literally, if, if, if you literally would have asked me however many weeks ago it was before we played like those Illinois and Ohio State games, like we would have to beat those two teams and Michigan once to 
you know, get to the tournament. Like, of course, I'm going to have faith because I'm a Michigan State fan, but I'm also a realist. And, and at the time, how we were playing, I'd been like, ah, I, I don't really know. Like, maybe. <laughs> maybe there's a small chance, but, like, they, they got it done. They stepped up. And we still lost to Maryland, too. That's the other thing. Like, oh. we did all this losing to Maryland. <laughs> Come on, bro. I spotted them 11 points before we could even take a breath and then just couldn't get back in the game. Oh, God. Could not shoot for the life of us. That was – Hey, know. you get the Maryland rematch on Wednesday. Hopefully, this you take true. care of business there. And then I'm we'll more see. focused on that than the Michigan game. I'm sick <laughs> we lost to Maryland. We should, I should not have lost to them, man. So – I, as I'm looking ahead now, now that Michigan State has locked their berth, all, I mean, all intents and purposes, they've locked the NCAA tournament berth. I think they're probably looking around the nine or 10 line right now from what I've seen. And I think if they beat Maryland, they probably inch upward. Um, and from the little research I've done, that would potentially put them in harm's way with Baylor and Gonzaga. Either they would, if there's two other Big Ten teams on the one line, they're they might be looking at a Baylor Gonzaga second round matchup. Not to look too far ahead, but I guess I, Matt, I don't know how much you've been able to see of of college teams this year in Baylor and Gonzaga, but is that like what would a matchup look like from your mind, or do they have what it takes to potentially go up and make a game competitive against the best of the best this year? Don't count them out because I remember when we. I think it was my junior year. I have I haven't watched Gonzaga and I've I've read articles on him, but it's all West Coast, so it's too late for me. Um, <laughs> but I I've read articles and they're saying this best college team in however many years, like they're just stacked and all this stuff. And so I, I believe all the media people, whatever they say. Um, but I remember my 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 junior year, we played Virginia, and it was when we had Trav Trice, uh, Brandon Dawson, Zell, um, Brandon. And, like, we were supposed to lose by, like, 15 to them or 15 or 20 in the tournament, and we ended up beating them, like, pretty handily, too. And it, it's one game. That's what like, people don't understand. It's one game. Somebody can get hot. And uh, seven-game series, probably not going to win. But, you know, one game, you never know. That's the beauty uh, of March. Yeah. Definitely facts. But I think if I'm answering that question, G – I think I'd rather play Baylor. And I don't know if you feel the same way if you had to answer that question, but I I don't I don't the small know. I mean, ball not, lineup, the small ball lineup matches up decent with Baylor. That's what that's what that's kind of where I'm coming from. Um, you know, I the the versatility of Gonzaga's bigs too. Like Timmy, I think, has like more finesse kind of game, like mid-range, like mid-post work as well. And he's also a really good passer. Um and I think that, you know, I'll tell you right now, Corey Kispert wants no parts of Aaron Henry. I'll say that right now. He's, he's, he's been guarded by people this year, but he ain't been guarded by Aaron Henry. It's, it's, it's a lot different. I don't think anybody wants parts of Aaron Henry right now. Dude, Aaron, Henry is, Aaron Henry is one of the funnest people to watch just on the defensive end alone. Like his rotations, not even his on-ball defense, but his on-ball defense is great, I think, because he has great hands, great feet. But, like, the mentally, the way he looks at the game and his rotations, like, he sees passes, two passes before they're made. It's, like, unbelievable. He makes up for a lot of stuff, a lot of, you know, I think that defensive holes that we have by having him on the court. Like, he literally can guard one through five. Yeah, the the emergence of him as, like, being comfortable, being that primary scoring option after, you know, a couple really successful years where he was more of the off-ball guy playing off of Cassius like 
I just have so much respect for how, how comfortable he's gotten in that role and how he's expanded his game to kind of put this team on his back. It's, it's crazy to me, but you got to think, I mean, he's going to be a potential NBA guy, right? Hey, just keep swimming, baby. You heard him. <laughs> just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Matt, you, I mean, you, you spent your time around NBA games and teams. And I, did you, I, were you ever on a regular season NBA roster? I honestly don't know that. Yeah. For one year in uh, San Antonio, I had like a two way um, with them. So I was up for 10, 15 games, but I think, I think, I mean, we got a couple potential NBA guys and Aaron is by far the most polished and uh, available now. Um, and if, if he can get better with his balls, ball screens and, and open shot, I mean, he's a little undersized if you want to put him at a three, but if he can slide up into that two range and try to handle the ball a little bit more, I, th- I definitely think he's got a shot. Yeah. But yeah. a guy that can defend multiple positions and still catch and shoot the way he does feel like there's definitely a lot of use for that in the league these days. Yeah. Um, so you, Matt, you rattled off a bunch of names of guys from your playing days at Michigan state. And it's a question we've asked all the former players who have come on our show. If you had to build a starting five of players that you played with at Michigan state, I know you play with some dogs. So this guy knows it's going to be tough. I know I already was, I was writing this out before this call. Like, where's he going to go on this? And I have and, my and guess. Matt, and, Matt, and, and if you want to, just so you know, it doesn't have to be, that you have to win the game. I mean, if you want to win the game, you can win the game. But if it's just someone you like to play with, but maybe necessarily you're not going to get the dub, that's fine too. Oh, we'll, we'll do walk-on lineup then. We'd have a good time with that. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think if, if I had to put a starting five out there, I'd put AP at the five, Adrian Payne at the five, uh, BJ at the four. I'm trying to think. I would put – it's tough because I like – okay. AP at the five, BJ at the four, Zell at the three, Gary at the two, and Keith Appling at the one. That's a damn good team. Was that wasn't that actually the starting lineup of one specific year's team? Or am I just my, really our sophomore team? year? Yeah, we were we lost the UConn in the Elite Eight. Yeah, definitely. We were up like ten at, at halftime, and then we decided to shoot threes the whole second half Oof. and lost. And Shabazz Napier, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that'll get you. The UConn point guards in March, man, something else. That year, I still am bitter because I, like my dream, I just hope one day before I die that we get to see a Michigan-Michigan State Final Four matchup or potentially national (laughs) championship matchup. And I I swear that was the year. Michigan lost on the buzzer beater to Kentucky. You guys lost on the the, – whatever the comeback was from UConn. I mean – God, and then those two teams end up meeting each other in the final, and I swear well, that should have been Michigan, Michigan State. Wait, man. Greg, why would you want that though? Because how cool would that be? I mean, like, it's cool, but like I don't know, man. I think we just got something over y'all. I don't really know if that's what you guys want. <laughs> I look, I'm not even here to argue that anymore. Okay, <laughs> like Izzo's got all my respect right now, but one day we can dream. Oh, and also, man, so we we've been asking the former players on here as well. So you know, there's a lot. A lot said about, you know, the Michigan-Michigan State rivalry. Um, and obviously, you're from Michigan. So, uh, is it overblown or is there, like, an actual kind of hate towards, you know, that school in Ann Arbor? It depends on who you are. So, like, my experience was pretty good, you know. 
both fans, like, like I said, nobody expected a lot of me. I mean, I just uh, just came and did my thing. So both sides were always like, hey, man. Like, you nobody stuck really your tongue it. out at him, though. I did, that. but nobody really hated me for it. You know, like nobody came at me. I loved that. Like, I'm a Michigan fan, and I still love that. Like, I think even your rivals respected that. For, for Yeah, for example, like it, it, it's – I've been in a weird situation and like, I've known a lot of the guys on the Michigan team. I, I've played with them growing up. Derek Walton was on my AU team for a while. And um, so like, as far as the hate from my perspective, it's more fan based, but some guys had like rough recruiting stories and like, really don't like, like, especially De- like Draymond, like his, his feeling towards some of the guys on the Michigan team. Like they, yeah, it's for some people it's real. It's real, real. Man. Do you think so, it's real for it's real for Izzo too, right? He definitely feeds into that from my Yeah, opinion. he yeah, he <laughs> again, I, I think he's kinda like MJ where like a little slight will like drive him absolutely bonkers. That's all man. he that's all he need that's all he needs. It's like <laughs> Yeah. He just need him to like not let him park where he normally parks or something. I don't know what it is, but like <laughs> Hey, any uh, material, any any material he can use. So is there is could you not pinpoint or okay not hate, but is there one Michigan player that just annoyed you like playing against them or like you just hated playing against them maybe? Uh Trey Burke because like he just won the game. He won the games for him, and I'm like, bro, like, and there's nothing you could do. Like you felt like there was nothing you could do at least. Um, yeah. He, he he bothered me a lot. He bothered me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. Um, so I I was actually on this thing called the Locker Room app that is like a live podcasting thing the other week. But Rafael Davis from Purdue was on there, and I think okay. he may have crossed over. I think he played some years with you. I'm not sure on that, but anyways, yeah. he was he was talking about um, like we were previewing the Michigan Michigan State games. And he brought up a point where he was like, it was a huge part of our game plan with coach painter where we just know that you can bring a physical mentality to the game. And like, they're not ready for it. Like they're the staple of their program, at least during the beeline days was like, we're going to outskill you. We're not necessarily going to out tough you. And I, I pushed back on him a little bit on that thinking like that's kind of changing with the guys Jawan Howard is bringing in, but this kind of, I feel like it, it brought together what you mentioned earlier with physicality with Michigan state and how they started off on the right foot in that game. Was that something that was like a present talked about thing when game planning against Michigan for you in your days at Michigan state? Yeah. I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that they're, that they're soft every game, but it's like those big nuts moments or big nuts games. Like you come in with a little, like the rest let everybody play more yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. Both, both ends. I mean, and, and if you don't come saying like, okay, this is going to be 40 minutes of it being rough, then you can kind of get wore down. And like, it, again, I just go back to Dickinson. Like he was the first five, six times he posted up, he was throwing bows, doing, throwing shoulders after that, like trying to get space. And he just got tired. And for like 20 minutes, he like didn't do anything because he wasn't ready to to like go the whole night, you know, and, and I can't say it's specifically Michigan, but I know Michigan state when it's a big game that we need, that's what it's talked about saying. We got 40 minutes of physicality coming up.
Gotcha. We had to lay that wood on y'all, man. <laughs> I just like I I said all this shit to Rafael Davis, and I'm like, they're not soft. Like they that used to be a thing. It's not anymore. And then I just watch him come out and get pumped. I mean, I mean, gee, it's just, it's because you have like all like the the things are out there and people talk about it, and then like Draymond gets on like the I think it was like the All the Smoke podcast, and he's like basically he went to like Michigan's open gym and he's like, they're all soft. They're all like, I literally think the quote is they're all a bunch of bitches. Like that's literally what he said about it. He said, they're all soft, all this other stuff. And like, that's the reason he went to Michigan state. So, you know, Michigan state fans, that's all we need to feed into the agenda. Like we'll, we'll eat that up. Agenda. Yeah. I'm glad you said that word. That's nice. I'm mad, I'm mad. I said agenda. Cause it honestly might be a real thing. Oh man. <laughs> um, so, Matt, I'm sure we're going to have a bunch of Spartan fans listening to this who are, are still trying to keep up with Michigan State players and where they are now. So you're, we know where you are. You're in a car post-practice doing this interview with us. But can you tell the people what you're up to these days? Yeah, my teammates keep walking by and trying to screw up the interview. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, uh, young boy tried to – anyways. Um, I, I'm in Gran Canaria, Spain uh the leagues called acb um and yeah just hanging out here it's the same league as like real madrid and and barcelona um and we actually just yeah Pau Gasol just signed in barcelona but anyways so uh just hanging out here just had my baby uh she's like two months old and she's still crying all the time but it's uh love having her hey congrats man yeah congrats Thanks that's awesome much. future future spartan dog potentially <laughs> yes yeah we, we're trying to figure out what she wants to do because she she screams a lot so we think she's going to want to sing or something but uh we're hoping we can get her to move move and play some sports does that does singing run in the family is that that a pass down trait <laughs> my wife not <laughs> and, and some of my other family but not me i was gonna say matt you got a little something you want to sing for us or something we don't know no, about no 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 uh, sing i saved that for the shower love it <laughs> All right, well, we'll let you get back and, uh, and roast some of your teammates here. Before we go, give us a prediction on where Michigan State season wraps up this year. They're going to make a little run here? Give Don't us something. That That's giving me pressure here. Matt, this, Matt, this is what's going to happen. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feed off whatever you say. So, if you say we're doing it, we're doing it. I'm with you. So, I got you. I- we hit a lot of tough shots last night. And that's the only thing that is getting me right now is like, damn it. It's going to be t- like nothing was easy. And so anyways, if we can keep hitting tough shots, you know, I mean, if you, if you get a guard getting hot in March, you got a chance. So we had Travis Trice. So if Rocky can stay with it, you know, I got, I got faith in them. They're going to be able to make a little run here, but it, if not, it may be a quick wrap. <laughs> objective answer i respect it that's why we bring only the best guests we don't bring liars on the podcast all right well let me give you my non-objective answer there's not a team in the country right now that wants to play the dogs i'll tell you that right now (laughs) i'm just saying if we're playing like this you do not you do not want to play us that's all i'm saying i ain't gonna say where we finish but there's a lot of teams that don't want to play us including your team g that's one of them on the list they don't want to play us Hey, you soak up that Florida sun while you can, Carter. Just live it up, man. All right, Matt, thank you very much. We appreciate you taking the time, man. Hey, no problem. You guys take care of yourself. Yeah, appreciate it, Matt. See ya. All right, yeah.